0: Up next on Inside Champ Car, a look back at Harris Hill and a look forward to NCM. Welcome to Inside Champ Car. He's Bill Strong. I'm Brian Berlanski. How are you
1: doing, Bill? I'm doing great, man. It's a... Uh... Where am I now? I'm somewhere on the road. I'm in uh, this is Bowling like,
0: Green, Kentucky. Wh- where in the world is Carmen Santiago? Remember that back when? Yes, when, yes. when we had My kids. kids played that. Exactly. Yeah. So where
1: in the w- world is Bill Strong? I'm in Bowling Green, Kentucky. It is uh, nice and overcast outside. Nice sun. You can see the sun in the background because there's a blank spot over there. Cool. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. It's I mean, it's nice out here actually. All right. Just got back from Texas. I was in San Marcos, Texas, at Harris Hill Raceway, cool. and uh, we did an eight and a seven hour there, and had an absolute blast. I love that track. They nice. Tend to there. It's a club track. The people there are just a little more laid back than some of the more serious race tracks are, and uh, it's just about having fun, man. And uh, you know, we had two races: eight hours and seven hours. Eight, eight hours on Saturday, seven hours on Sunday and uh we had 30 i think 34 cars start the race and i think 32 and started uh friday or saturday sunday and uh we didn't have as many as we normally had but there's been some issues with you know covid and uh sure gas prices and stuff like yeah. that because gas was insanely expensive so um you know, a little over four dollars a gallon, as most of you know. Yeah. And, you know, of course, we had no diesel guys out there because that's over five dollars a gallon. <laughs> if you're out in California, it's probably even higher than that. Six, yeah, we had a
0: five is what I saw oh, diesel for diesel two, six seventy
1: five. I think the highest I saw was four sixty five like oh, four sixty nine or something like that's that. That's a dream in a uh, no, five sixty nine. Sorry, five sixty nine somewhere in in uh, Tennessee. There you go. Virginia border there. <laughs> But um, but yeah, Lone Star Rally Cross—they won both races with their 2006 Mazda MX-5. And it's it's you know I start off the interview and I say something like they dominated. They didn't really dominate. They right. just were. They never got it. Had any issues? They stayed away from everybody, and boom, they were there. Yeah, um, they were ahead. You know, some teams that uh, were probably faster got black flags from some stuff, um, and there you know some of the other teams that. Could have gave them a uh, a good race. Kind of fell off either due to mechanical or or, or off track incidences, and and you know those things add up over time. And if you do it perfect, like like the uh, Lone Star Rallycross guys did, there you go, you'll win a race. There you
0: go. All right, let's hear from the winners from this weekend's races at Harris Hill.
1: Lone Star Rallycross takes a win here at Harris Hill. Where are you? We're going to let the Who's going to talk?
2: Where's Colin? Okay. okay. Oh, wait. Colin. I'm not going to take the board oh. for this. One. <laughs> There's your guy right there.
1: There he is. Andy. Colin Lone Star Rally Cross, you guys take first place here at Harris Hill. Yeah. Provisional great. up until we uh everybody passes uh tech, but uh
2: mm-hmm. pretty much dominated today, man. Yeah, we finally uh stayed out of trouble. So, uh, were you were you good there at the end with fuel? Uh, we were babying it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all three stints we came in under fumes.
1: Under fumes.
2: How is that? How is that
1: uh, when you're on track and basically it's flat pretty much all of it except that one part? Can you make? Can you coast all that way?
2: No, you can't. <laughs> Pit road's uphill,
1: so. Yeah. So, uh, the power of that car was turning the tires on some of the turns, making some smoke back there. Was that tire smoke or was that other smoke?
2: Uh, I bet our diff's failing right now.
1: Ooh, <laughs> that's not good. So
2: uh, uh, we, uh, we raced the first five years with uh, open diff, so uh, be no problem tomorrow.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah.
2: All right, tell us a little about the car. Oh, uh, six Miata, it was my daily driver. And then I decided to turn it into a race car. So we cut a bunch of stuff off from it and, just keep throwing junkyard transmissions and uh, motors in it, and go racing every year. So one of the things we
1: noticed is you made over the winter here. You guys have made this car a lot lighter. It no longer has paint on it.
2: Yeah, that was more of a issue with uh, deciding color between the team <laughs> members.
1: So you just decided not to paint it. It's yeah. just bare metal right now.
2: It's a good compromise. In Texas, it doesn't matter, right? No,
1: not at all. There you go. Who are your drivers this weekend?
2: Uh, We had Jacob Hiller, uh, Brianne Korn, and Jorge Gonzalez. All right, cool,
1: man. Congratulations. First place here Saturday, Harris Hill. Yep. All right, I'm down here with Lone Star, Rally Cross. You guys, day two, win number two here at Harris Hill. Uh, Again, total domination, man. You guys came out. A couple cars led in the early, but then all of a sudden, boom, there you are.
2: Yeah, I think it was Winkler getting that black flag early on that really helped us move forward. Uh, otherwise, they would have given us trouble the whole race, I think.
1: So uh, would you, if, if Winkler hadn't got that, could you have still caught him? I think so.
2: Looking at lap times, I think that all of our drivers are really close together and they have a bit more variance. So I think over the long run, we would have got him eventually.
1: Different driver set today or the same?
2: Uh, we switched two and three. Uh, yeah, same we Who switched the orders. Uh, Colin started. Jorge got second. I did third stint, and then Brianne finished again. Colin, so uh, what kind
1: of cheaty bits are we going to find when we uh, look at that engine?
2: Uh, I don't know. The motor came out of a junkyard, so well, some uh, some guy might have put a hot boy motor in it or something. Too cool. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, tough race, or did, you guys, did it go to plan?
2: Uh, yeah, it went all right. We uh, didn't have to worry about fuel economy today like yesterday and everybody stayed clean no black flags no weirdness so yeah. yeah it's amazing i mean there was i wouldn't say there was a lot of
1: contact there's just a lot of guys pushing it to the limit kind of going beyond it but you were never part of that
2: yeah we uh we kind of learned our lesson the last couple of years we'd uh always have the race in our hands and blow it yeah
1: so uh, did you like yell at him you only need to take one out so all right, man. Congratulations. Day two winner here at Harris Hill. Day one as well. Thank you. All right. Congrats, guys.
0: All right. So those those are your winners. You know, you mentioned you said dominance twice, and then you said yeah. that they would but but on Saturday, the second place car was on the lead lap.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it really what's not I just like saying dominate. Oh, you just like saying that. it's basically I'm not a writer you know i just have this set of words that i keep using over and over again and that's kind of one of them so the hard part about that interview yeah yeah yeah. the 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 hard part about that interview was that there's been a couple of people over the years that i've had a really difficult time interviewing one of them is chris huggins right um you you ask him so what was it like out there And he goes it's all right (laughs) you know and (laughs) you know and and this guy was like that too i guess i i try to lead into the right good question I thought would get a, a nice long answer. And he goes, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. Just, yeah. It was so it actually but, though um, brings
0: me to a question. Uh How often in, in champ car races, are there more than one car on the lead lap at the end?
1: A lot, actually. Okay. There's some, uh, uh, I would say more than half of our races last year were, were close. Nice. And it's scary close. Some of them are like, how, you know, I, I I forget that somebody did a survey on what our closest race was, but it was milliseconds. Sure. I mean, it was a bumper to bumper type thing. Cool. Um Now he had said something about his, uh, his, his diff, diff going yeah. bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, I talked to Brianna later. She had the last stint in the car and on Saturday. Right. And she said that whenever she went around, a, uh, I think it was turned seven or eight, um, it would lift the tire. And that's what we were seeing going there. It was just a lot of smoke and it was concerning to the corner workers um, they couldn't tell because they were always in a in a batch of cars where the smoke was coming from, right? But uh, of course, you know, it was just basically the tire spinning um, as that Miata went around. But cool. uh, it was a fun race to watch. the the, the uh, good good team stayed out of trouble. Um, we had a lot of teams that basically did the same thing, but um, but yeah. But Winkler uh, ended up getting they were early leader and yeah. they ended up getting a, a black flag for passing under yellow.
0: Okay. Okay,
1: so yeah. so any
0: other good stories come out storylines? Any other fun stuff come out of that weekend before we head out?
1: Yeah, so you know the uh, the K and H Motorsports, a brand new car, they pulled that out of the weeds. Uh, big story on our uh, Facebook page, and and I'll have that up on the forums later too. Sure, uh, they they had a, a car that was out in the the, I don't know what they call them in Texas, the boonies, right? And it had a tree growing, a big like. Huge 10 inch tree or whatever growing out from under the hood, <laughs> okay. and then a smaller tree, three or four inches, growing out of the trunk. And uh, it had sat there for a long, long time. And uh, they put that car together, I think six weeks is what he said, or wow. might have been six months. But uh, they put that car together and had it racing, and zero issues other than keeping it on track. They had a hard time making that thing turn, it was only a I think a 302 powered. It said 289, but I think it's a 302 Okay. Um, V8. And they, they spent a lot of time in the grass. They, there was a big joke in the tower about they've, they've spun at every corner, but 11 and we were waiting for them to do it, but they didn't, but they they not they, cl- they came pretty damn close at one point,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: but a uh, good, good set of guys running that car. They also have uh, teammates with uh, a 68 Mustang as well. That was out there and Plenty of pictures all over the web of those two racing together. Nice. And they had a blast The The 68 actually won D class the uh, Sunday and they won it Saturday. Nice. Or maybe it's the other way around. I don't know. We just make it up. Nobody, nobody will look.
0: <laughs> so I'm always calling out or, or highlighting the college teams. You had CU Boulder there, uh, this yep. weekend. So that'd be, what is that? Colorado university, Boulder. And, yep. uh, and they, they, um, two cars, they brought
1: three cars, oh, three cars, or two cars. Yeah. Two, well, two cars. I think one of their buddies had a, uh, a Subaru there as well or, okay. or some no isuzu and okay okay and uh, they cool. they had a blast and uh, they did quite well actually they, they they had some issues but they worked through them and just like good engineers and um got it done
0: so uh, was the isuzu the the um the screaming weenies cuz that's my favorite uh, name of the, of this team weekend i, I always try to pick up my think... favorite team name of the weekend i'm yeah. all i'm all in on screaming I... weenies
1: I think it was. And, okay. they, and the cool thing about that was, is that, you know, we talked about it on the show and I mentioned Joe Azuzu and nobody knew what I was talking about. This says, really people. Come on. Joe Azuzu, the best car salesman of all time. There you go. Ever. There you go. With a disclaimer at the bottom. <laughs> all
0: right. Uh, S- Sunday's a little bigger, bigger gap, four laps between first and second place, yep. but uh uh, so that's pretty cool there. So uh, anything else before we head off to our to our tech tip segment that we need to talk about on no, this? That
1: was, it was, you know, we, we did uh, Champ Car Live. We did a full oh, yeah? show from there, and it was pretty awesome. It was Paulie and I, and of course, you know, I shine like, you know, the brightest star in the world there. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to Paul about that in a little
0: bit. Well, I was going to say we you did know, Paul, at the top of the show. We didn't tell anybody our guest coming up after our break in a few minutes. Here is going to be Paul Veltum, you know the guy who does yeah. all of the important stuff on Champ Car Live. Oh, massively! So, yeah, yeah. Would, yeah. Wouldn't happen without he him.
1: Is, he is the he is the how did he, how did Doc do it? The sunshine beneath our wings, or the, the wind, wind the wind our beneath our wings. your wings. Very nice. Yeah, I don't know. Very yeah. nice. Did, 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 I never listen to them. I just
0: make up my own stuff. <laughs> All right, cool. So you know what time it is, Bill?
1: It's time for Tech Tips.
0: It's it, I wish there was more dramatic information to go with <laughs> to go it's with the, the music. Tech tip. It's yes. It's tip. The tech tip.
1: tech Don't, tip. I'm going to have Polly do that. I was going to say, "All you
0: need is your seat." Yes. We're going to talk about the edge of your seat. On tech on tech tip.
1: Okay. Uh, so today's tech tip, it's a good one yeah? because it's not really technical, but it is kind of technical. So, we had a new team that uh race with us at vir a couple weeks ago and uh we got an email back from them saying you know given their perspective what they saw and what they thought and what what their what they thought they needed to do next they'd never raced before and and uh they took out a completely stock miata cage the whole bit still had the catalytic converter on it yep and they um the thing he said is like you know we just we were sitting ducks out there they're really slow and you know, they were doing 38s, and, you know, my time on track, I'm not a fast driver, but my time was pretty okay, it was a 26 and um, a 126. And, you know, most of, the, most of the, the top teams are doing 124s, 125s. During the race, they were able to do 121s at one point. I think somebody did a 119 or something, okay. but that could have been a crazy lap time. But they um, they said, you know, oh yeah, ultimately, we ended up getting down in the 33s, and we just need to we need to spend some money and get camshafts and headers and all this go fast parts. And I'm just like, no, your first race out there is going to be the slowest race you've ever done. You're going to do like five or six more races. And you're going to say, oh my God, I really didn't know what I was doing. And, uh, or, you know, there's just so much more to it than just buying fast parts. You as a driver need to have seat time. You need to get, more time in that seat not just learning the track but learning the car learning how to handle traffic learning how to you know set up a car to to pass him or there's just so many little things to it that seat time will make up for that and you're going to gain so much more time just by sitting in the car and racing heck it took us jeez i want to say 10 or 20 lat 20 about 20 races before we were even considered a what do you call it a, a contender, contender yeah and and he didn't contender. really do much to the car, yeah other than make it a little bit more reliable right um it was just as a team we had one guy that was really fast, but we had others that weren't near that. I wasn't very good, you know, and it was still not but It was just about seat time before you go out. And and my tech tip is don't go out there and spend the money on this stuff. Sure, take the catalytic converter off and put a test pipe in. That's kind of dangerous anyway, having that big hot thing under the car and you get it off road and start the grass on fire. And then everybody's mad at you, you know, for starting a brush fire. But and that never happened. Stock. No, it (laughs) does. They were so afraid of that in Texas at at the fall, Texas. I think it was the fall, Texas. We had like four fires started just because cars got off into the grass. But um, seriously, just do seat time, man. If right. you're, once you start adding these parts onto the car, that just puts another problem into it. That's either going to break, um, it just will cause other issues, you know, lean outs and things like that. Cause you haven't tuned it properly. Just keep it stock. Learn right. how to drive, well, learn how to, how to prep. And,
0: and, and well, that's the, and the other thing is that, like, cause I, I, I talk with, um, Chris Dyson from Dyson racing. Mm-hmm. About, yep. you know, how to do your first endurance race this is for a different podcast. But um, right. one of the things we talked about was the uh, my suggestion was the best thing you can do in your first ever endurance race is to be like four laps down, be completely out of contention early in the race. So you can like learn like how to do a pit stop knowing you're not like trying mm-hmm. to do it fast, you know, so so you can learn how to do a driver change without really trying to have to do it fast. And all those little things that you just don't know because you've never don't, you know, it's like, you know, I, I don't right. know because I don't know. Uh and, and that's the best thing you can do early on for a couple of races is to not be that fast because it just takes time to learn the rhythm of an endurance race and and then learn what might fail on your car. That's the other thing, you know? Right. So so I get it completely. Don't worry
1: about go fast parts. No, I and mean, we've you know, we we've been to twenty-fours where you've got these guys show up with the Honda and I'm just saying Honda because it's typical, right? You know, you just have these Honda boys with their Honda boys <laughs> with a Z, by the way, um, <laughs> with, you know, all the aluminum parts on the image that all anodized purple right. and the car looks amazing. And you're thinking, oh, my God, they're going to be in the paddock most of the night. And sure enough, uh, when you walk to their paddock to see how they're doing, the car's out on the track, but it's the whole paddock is filled with uh, AutoZone boxes and a pile of anodized parts over on the side. So. Yeah. You know, keep it stock, man, and just, you know, just do a good tune-up on it and uh, and just go have fun cuz you can't learn how to race in the paddock. Yep. It just doesn't work. You have right. to get that seat time.
0: And when you put a if you do choose to put a go fast, this is a, a tech tip part 2. If you choose to put a go fast part on your car, take the go slow part with you to the track because you may have to put it back on. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yes, yes. And
1: spend the money. Don't seriously don't don't buy the cheapest thing on eBay. Right. There's a reason why it's cheap. It's you spend the money and, and you know, that's that's the opposite of cheap endurance racing. You know, technically there's no such thing as cheap endurance racing. We like to say that our marketing stuff, but it's sure. it's gonna cost money and nothing is nothing is cheap in life. So cool. that's fun. Um All right. but the uh the other thing is um what was I gonna say? Uh when you even, even the most experienced SCCA club racers and NASA club racers, we've seen them have problems. Um, they still have that sprint car yep. atti- or sprint race, uh, attitude and they go out there and they try to, you know, it's, they drive by dive, bomb the corners or, or they just don't understand the, the pit strat, you know, the pit strategy side of it, but that's, that comes with it. Yep. And, and, um, as you do more and more, you'll do pretty good. And we have some really good teams that have come from club racing that, uh, that are doing well now, but in the fir- when they first started out, you know, you could always see them on Bit lane. Yeah. It's like, you know, oh, they're going to, they're going to kick butt in this. And next thing you know, they're just scratching their heads. Like, why aren't we doing well?
0: Yeah. This there sucks.
1: Yeah, you, know, you go. But just keep at it. You'll do well.
0: All right. Any other news and tidbits before we head to break and get to Paul on the other side?
1: Paul is awesome. That's what I want to say. Paul actually works for me. <laughs> He's uh, works in our department and uh, yeah, probably the one of the best employees I have. Wow um, since he is the only employee I have <laughs> so
0: <laughs> all right we're gonna do that when we come back Paul Veltum is our guest he is the guy who presses all the buttons and makes champ Car live happen We'll be back with that next on inside champ car
3: Every race weekend, you don't know what's going to happen. But with ChampCar.Live, all the action comes right into your living room. The Champ Car Endurance Series is North America's home to real competitive endurance road racing. And ChampCar.Live brings you live, full race coverage with in-car trackside cameras interviews, and expert commentary. And ChampCar.Live brings you live full race coverage with in-car and track side cameras, interviews, and expert commentary. Check out ChampCar.Live on the web, subscribe, and ring the bell so as not to miss a single minute of the action. It's fun, free, informative, and it's just a click away. ChampCar.Live, come check us out. We bring you a front row seat, but you'll only need the edge.
0: Welcome back to Inside Champ Car. He's Bill Strong. I'm Brian Polanski, and the guy with us now is the guy who gives my favorite part of the podcast every week. The guy who gives us
3: the edge. The edge.
0: Paul (laughs) Veltem is here. Paul is a a longtime racer, started back in the SCCA in the the, the 60s. You're not that old. In the 80s, (laughs) racing Formula Vs throughout the Midwest. He also did some drag racing in the IHRA and NHRA. Then he went to a vintage, or, uh, to a vintage Datsun iRacing, racing, and then he's done a bunch of Champ Car stuff as well. Paul, welcome.
3: Thank you, Brian. Uh, good sorry, to be here. Sorry
0: for. Yes, Bill.
1: I'm just going to say, Paulie is, uh, you know, he goes from, um, you know, working on our show or his show or whoever shows it is, and and putting out hours upon hours of uh, of product to doing
0: our little show. There you go, there you go. So sorry for making you twenty years older than you really are. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I, it's my way. I, feel,
3: I often feel that way.
0: It's my way of ingratiating myself with our guests. You know, to make them feel <laughs> ancient. Um, that was not my intention. So, so back in the '80s, you were an SCCA or in the Midwest. You, we probably crossed paths at some point in time. Uh, my dad started in Formula V in the Midwest and scared the hell out of himself and then switched to a spec racer Ford, ex- except that back then it was a sports Renault. A lot of people are too young to remember those days. Um, uh, but yeah, so Mid Ohio, Blackhawk Farms, those are all the tracks that I grew up on. Tell us about how you guys started in this crazy, crazy thing we call racing.
3: Well, I got started in it because, um, my family was into it. My dad started the whole thing back in the seventies. And so when I became of age, um, the, my mother and my dad bought this formula V and, uh, started racing it. So it um, oh, yeah. They, Black Ohio birth- and all that.
1: Did you get it? No, for I your,
3: don't remember it birthday. being a birthday. I think it just happened. I don't remember the details behind it, but, um, yeah, it just uh, it it was kind of a weird surprise. Um, That's cool. Here's this car. <laughs> did it get <laughs> did did
1: it, did it get your girls in high school?
3: Oh yeah, a Formula V
0: is a a, a chick magnet.
3: <laughs> I actually have uh, in ho- in I have like home videos of the, one of the first races I did. My girlfriend came with me. Um, no, the girlfriend was ahead of the the racing.
0: Oh, okay. It was before the racing. <laughs> uh, yeah. My incentive to get out of high school and into college was if you get to college, we'll let you go racing. So that's what that's what uh, kept me motivated.
3: So, what were you? would did you start racing?
0: Uh, I did my first driver school in in that sports Renault. So and okay. uh, and then been messed up ever since. So, but uh,
1: well, the good thing is Brian actually knows how to pronounce Renault.
0: Renault. Yes, not, not a Renault. Renault. <laughs> yeah so there's not a sports Renault uh it's a sports renew <laughs> that's the only French word I know that in minute never mind we won't go there yeah, um yeah. uh <laughs> so so after you got started in SCCA tell us a little bit about the progression from there as far as your racing life and career
3: well um I started drag racing I um was interested in uh Automotive repair, automotive service. So I got into that, and as I was going through school for that, the, the drag racing culture was sure. pretty thick. We had a couple tracks in this area, and and so um, it was a lot cheaper um, to go drag racing. It's like twenty bucks or something, whatever it was <laughs> for a night. Right. Right. So anyway, I yeah, I started racing Chevys, and um, was pretty good at it, and that that really that's a problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to if you're, when, when, when if you're, you're good, good at it, yeah. then
3: you keep doing it. Um and, uh so I had I had a lot of fun with that. Um I, but in the back of my mind, road racing was still the mistress that I had to return to.
0: Right, right. I did one drag race in a Chevy Cavalier. And I beat, and, and I won first place. It was bracket race. And I, I won first place. I beat a Corvette. I'm like, I will never do that again. My, my drag racing career is
1: done. <laughs> yeah. I really suck at drag racing. I have like a second and a half reaction time, which I guess is not good. I, I don't know, but I always lost or broke or just, you know, they made me look stupid going down the drag strip. Um, so now, so you've been dad, used to that for a while. Dad, Yeah, pretty much. Was your dad pretty upset with you moving over to the drag racing side of it? Or, you know, he could see it brought you up in the road racing
3: side. He had very little interest in drag racing. And it was during a um, it was kind of during a strained time in my relationship with my dad because my parents divorced when I was 13. And that put a pretty significant dampener on road racing. And my dad moved out and it was just, um, you know, as I got deeper into my teens and, and started going to yeah. school, our relationship wasn't very, uh, very good. We weren't close. We didn't, not that we didn't, uh, like each right. other or anything like that. We just didn't have that, uh, connection. And right. so, um, but he did come out to one of the races after I'd been running for a while. And, uh, that was pretty cool.
0: Cool. Yeah. What, when you got back into road racing, what'd you get
3: back into? Um, well, I, it was vintage racing. Okay. And, um, because, because we had always been racing, my dad had always been racing Datsuns. I thought it'd be a cool way to sort of, um, move back into a a closer relationship with my dad. Mm -hmm. If I bought this race car and I found this race car and I thought it was way too cool for me to own, and when I saw how much it cost, I thought, oh, my gosh, I might be able to make that work. <laughs> so what was <laughs> it? Is it possible I could still own that? I just couldn't believe that I would ever any own anything that cool. So what was it? I managed it? to get it. I was a 68 Datsun Roadster. Okay. And it was painted up as a uh, Bob Sharp yeah. and built as a Bob Sharp tribute car. Um, and it actually has... Uh, had pretty good history. It was always a race car, going back all the way into the 70s. Shortly after it rolled off the line, so there was a guy by the name of Fred Rose that built the car, who worked for IBM, and he did a masterful job developing the car. Um, so it that was the first chassis type of car that my dad raced. So showing him that car, and as nice as it looked um, that day, I've got pictures of it. That that helped us um really in our relationship with each other and so that was really the major push behind doing it but uh, yeah so i was vintage racing for about three years with that car
0: so was it that classic red white and blue bob sharp
1: colors yeah cool mm-hmm.
0: that's so cool
1: uh yeah, it was a really pretty car he actually showed some pictures of it this weekend wasn't it on the show saturday i think he showed oh the- yeah i did yeah 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 that's a it's a really cool little car
0: yeah one of my best friends race a um, has got two cars, um, although I think he's getting rid of the 200 he's a 200sX and then he has a 240 z both of them painted in that same Bob sharp type color scheme and uh just that classic Nissan now then dotson now Nissan color scheme so that's pretty cool
1: it's I, interesting right. that to know how small those cars are and to oh, know yeah. that Paulie being six eight or something like that <laughs> I think he's like six, one, what are you? Six, six, one, six, two.
3: Yes. I think I'm five, shrinking 11 by the day. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I know <laughs> we all are, that
1: happens with age. Well, <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm not shrinking. My, my, it's just going into different places.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's all of us actually, except for Paul, Paul, is shaped like this V okay. You know, he's a really, real thin, um, uh, tall and fits in any car he wants to, basically. I'm like, well, you know, I, that That's the thing. I, well, my good
3: buddy, uh, my good buddy Evan Horner now lives out on the West Coast. Um, you know, he would kind of self-deprecating on himself because of his size, his smaller stature. I said, dude, you are the quintessentially perfect size for racing yeah. oh yeah i mean have you ever yeah. met mario andretti <laughs> yeah, exactly he's your yeah. height bro
1: he's exactly because <laughs> so he's just a so evan Italian actually, guy yeah evan raced for me and you know i have kind of a big seat in the car and we had to like put you know we always had to put pillows in the car for for troy but we had to put side pillows and back, i mean basically <laughs> we had to yeah just a little guy perfect uh, to the point racing. where
3: he can't feel the car anymore because he's all in exactly. this big cushion thing. Yeah. Yep.
0: I always yep. tell people I'm the perfect size to drive race height to drive race cars. I'm just not the perfect width
3: to drive to, to drive race cars. <laughs> so, I suppose it should Single work. Single seater. That. Yeah. Well, that's what's happened to Paul Tracy. You know, he, I don't yeah. think he can fit in any car anymore. <laughs> that's one of the problems he's running <laughs> sure. That's why he's driving the Trans Am.
1: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it so, happens to us we mature.
0: Yes, yes. You know. Yes. I I have I have a mature body. Um so it's
3: not a it's not a dad bod. it's a father figure.
0: Oh
2: yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: yes. That is is that what Madonna was singing about?
3: Um uh, kinda. But...
0: <laughs> so so how did you get mixed up with this whole champ car thing?
3: God, we're not gonna just talk about me, are we? Yeah. Okay. Yes, we are. Champ car. Um, Champ car is Tyler Petterson's fault. If Tyler is listening, um, uh, he found Champ car and um, and I, I I was following him as he was getting started, and um, it's a, it's a, as no, he was ty- uh, getting started in in in, this, in Champ car. Um, Kip Mitchell who was one of his uh, crew crewmen and he still races with us today. Um, Kip sent me a message. We were friends from uh, SCCA um, autocross because I had been autocrossing my, my roadster and we're all, we all lived up in this area and Kip sent me a message said, Hey, there's a guy who's looking for a driver for his Miata team for road America coming up. That's it. And I said, well, it was my birthday, <laughs> and I'm hiding in the bedroom trying to get a hold of this guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, mean, I got the families out there and everything, and I'm like t- messaging, you know, trying to get a hold of this <laughs> this guy named Justin Lee. And oh, uh, yeah. anyway, end up making connection, end up racing with him, and that was the the first race um, was at Road America back in 2013. Right, and I. Th- I came from Seca, where you had to go through, um, you had to go through uh, some driver mm-hmm. classes. You had to go through the, um, oh my gosh, my mind's blanking. The school. What do they and- call it? They had driver schools. You yep. had to go through, complete those, and you, you were evaluated before they would, you know, give you a full comp, not license. a license. First yeah, a novice have,
0: permit. You, yep.
3: You had a permit, right. Thank you, Brian. You had a permit, and then you'd get your license if you were still good enough um, (laughs) to to get that. And here was Champ Car with none of that, not even a physical. And I thought, this is going to be a complete disaster. (laughs) And all I'm going to be doing is trying not to get killed out there. (laughs) (laughs) And I hit the track. I hit the track in Justin's car, and I was the first guy out and so we take the green and i'm just kind of laying back just to see what these guys do at road america heading down into turn one and i was surprised it turns out that most of the people that were around me were people just as clean and polished as i was and i was really pleasantly surprised they were really just guys just like me who had come from other clubs just like the scca and they were just looking for that maximum track time. Yeah. So all of that, that first stint that I ran at Road America,
1: completely changed my perspective of what chump car was. And well, you, you missed since. you you missed it from 2009 to 2012. Then, which was just a yeah. big, you know, <laughs> the big one every corner. I'm kidding. It wasn't like that.
3: Uh, yeah, there is no i've never seen a big one in champ car we had a big one last weekend that bill described and it was actually i think two two cars might have touched was the end result the others are just kind of well, so they did touch the grass and, but, oh but they yeah, all we saw we had the big one
1: so you know we're watching inside and i hear you say something i look up and i just look over at turn eight and there's grass i want to i want to say 30 cars but it was yeah. maybe seven <laughs> Just spinning all over the place, and you know, everybody in the tower is like, Oh, you know, they're doing everything you're not supposed to do in the tower. And uh, yeah, I said it's the big one, and Paul's like, <laughs> He said, the big one
3: because <laughs> you know, NASCAR is legitimately has the big one, and the, yeah. the big one, I yeah. Thought, well, yeah. yeah,
1: we don't have crashes like that, yeah, but, but it, anyway, um, we never get to say that ever, you know, you want to we a say, Gatey Bill. We don't we say, want gitty, 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 to say that, gitty.
3: William. We but, don't want but... <laughs> to say that. It's a bad thing. Nobody wants to go. Nobody wants to come out to a, a race like that and put all that energy into it and get out there and, and get into a huge crash.
0: See, my goal and every all all my, fun like that. my goal every weekend is to say at least once trouble in turn four. You know, uh, yeah. that's as close <laughs> as I get to the big <laughs> one. Is you know trouble in turn two. Um, I love Uh, it, I love it So you're the brains behind Champ Live, right? Yeah Yeah. (laughs) You can say that (laughs) Yeah So for for those who, if 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 you've just literally fallen off the back of the turnip truck, and and you're not at all familiar with Champ Car and how they do things, they they do a live broadcast on a ton of their races, not all of them, but the vast majority of them, and and Paulie's the guy who's touching all the buttons, tickling the ivories, and making the whole thing happen. How did how did how did you get into that?
3: Um, I noticed. Um, that at the races, after the races, you'd be standing there at the, uh, award ceremony and you could hear the rumblings amongst the people, the things that were happening as you drink, everybody's got a beer, right? you know, and it's like, oh man, there's a lot of cool stories going on that nobody knows about. Nobody hears about, wouldn't it be interesting if we had that stuff going out? We should do, there should be some kind of coverage or something, you know, to talk about what happened. Somebody should do something about that. And um, I started talking to my dad about it. I started talking to Justin Lee about it. He said, Yeah, you you should do it. And I said, Oh no, no, not me. I'm just thinking so somebody should somebody somebody should do it. But I don't think not me. I don't know anything about that. I wouldn't so, want to do it. So you opened like your mouth and got stuck. <laughs> well, the problem was that my dad said if I would do it, he would help. And I said, Oh. Well, maybe I should Maybe I should play around with this. I I was already an IT professional, Mm -hmm. so it was kind of in my wheelhouse, but I had never really messed with live streaming or anything, and it was pretty new. Certainly the idea of live streaming a race over cellular was quite new. And so, um, yeah, I started playing around with it and found that there was some viability to it, uh, found that, you know, of course, we were getting live timing and scoring on the web, And, um, then it was just a matter of finding a platform where I could kind of mix everything together and then call the race, have enough cameras to kind of have something to look at. And, um, so I did that for a while and yeah, over time, eventually, um, um, I approached the WRL with the idea of doing a show and the guy that was running it there just didn't really understand what i was getting at and i felt like uh it would be uh pretty difficult i didn't feel like he had the vision and so um that was just a really nice way of putting what actually happened (laughs) um and so then i i was talking to justin again he said well let me put you in contact with mike Chiswick. and i got a hold of his wife and she was really excited about it, and so was he. Uh, he said, "I don't know. We had somebody try to do that, and it just didn't work. There's not enough bandwidth at the tracks." So I said, "Well, you know, Mike, I think I think I think things have changed enough now. I think it can be done."
1: Okay, and so this it, is where I hold on, hold on. This is where I yeah. step in. So I think it was Facebook Live. I think it was Facebook at, VI, at, one, of, at one of the early VAR twenty fours had just, yeah. like the week earlier, released uh, Facebook Live. Yeah, I'm this like, was this actually
3: team. before that, but yeah.
1: Was that before? Yeah, you were doing that before that. But then the Facebook yeah. Live thing came up, and I thought, wow, this is kind of cool. How do I do this? So the 24, yeah, I started forward, doing stuff. It was pretty
3: close to that same time, Bill. But it yeah. was, this was just a little bit before Facebook Live came out. But uh, you're right. But I I just wanted to make the point. But you'd that, already
1: talked. Yeah, you had already talked to Andrea.
3: And to she Andrea, had come and, up to yeah. Andrea and to me. Andrea and Mike. Mike. The, uh, the point that I wanted to make was this would have been so much harder and taken so much longer to develop if it wasn't for the vision of Mike Chizik and the support yeah. thereof. He was absolutely critical. Otherwise it was going to take me so much longer and so much harder without having the club support. So because I was telling him, well, I think I could do Gingerman in mid Ohio and, you know, and, and road America. He's like, well, I want to do it for all of them. You know, he was so ahead of where I was even ready to think yet. And then, and then you were doing garage walks and with Facebook live. So yeah, we kind of jumped forward. Not far. Well, I didn't know about you.
1: And yeah, then, I didn't really then know we about what you garage were doing walks
3: and I was watching you. Well, we didn't, we just didn't have that communication yet. It was still right, very right, early right, right. and I was still trying to figure stuff out. I just wanted his support and he was all about it. And so this was all very, not even half baked. We we're still right. mixing it in the pot. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but it and, it, and you know, I don't want to bore anybody with the details, but eventually we worked out, and I got to admit we had the, so much fun. Those first couple of years when Bill and I started working together was so much fun. Two IT guys <laughs> trying to figure out how to do something that really yeah. nobody was doing, right? And, and well, I, it, that was a lot of fun.
1: You do know the guy sitting here with us, Paulie Brian, is probably one of the most instrumental guys in our in our whole show there just from the hardware perspective that he pointed us, pointed us in those directions. And then also a lot of the, um, the issues we had early on with communications, with just the, you know, the technical side of the show, Brian helped us um, along with some folks in, uh, at the radio Lamar, uh, radio Emsa right. Uh, John and those guys. And, and they um, you know, just knowing that the problems that we were having Including Bob Varsha. I mean, heck, one of the first interviews we ever did with anybody of name was Bob Varsha and um, having an issue with just doing that that interview with the hardware um, that uh, that just got us moving in the right direction. And knowing that we were doing things right. Well, it, especially it, on the budget that we had, we had no budget. Yeah,
0: tell him. I know how that there goes. Was, Nobody wants to spend any money but everyone wants a, you know, no. an ESPN oh, quality yeah. broadcast. I'm it's it's crazy, but it's funny because I mean, I mean you, you and I met through a friend and yeah. and our mutual friend said to me, "Oh, Brian, you got to meet Bill. He's a car guy," you know, and I get that all the time. And 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 so we connected on Facebook, but we never really did anything talking for several years. And then out of the blue, I'm here. So when did you guys start this? And it was like around 2014, right? Uh, no, 2015. Okay, 16, something so like that. I I had just yeah. moved to LA, and so I was already out of Virginia. And all of a sudden, you popped up on my Facebook, and we talk. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll talk. And and then you started talking about this thing you wanted to do. And I must have given a little bit of wisdom. You know, you can take. You I, did. Can, I can Actually, give you all it
1: was, of. Can, it was connecting the uh, the the hardware that you'd use for a live feed for news because you were working with CBS, right, right, right. And you know what the what you know basically, I was looking at getting this huge camera set up with right. microphones, some assistant, and all this stuff. And you're like, well, no, they're moving towards cell phone usage yep. for a lot of this stuff. Yep. and it's like, huh, cell phones, huh? Yeah. And um, the difference yeah, is they my, were using
0: uh, the, the, four thousand dollar cell phone machines,
1: <laughs> backpacks. Yeah, yeah. But, but you guys were able to work I mean, it out. Yeah, um, uh, just basically a, a, a digital audio or digital analog adapter or yep. XLR adapter to a phone. And yep. and with a, a proper good heavy-duty news mic, yep. not yep. cheesy ones. And Polly um, was but- able to take all that. But
0: here's the funny part. When we had that conversation, I'm like, this is never going to work in my head. Oh yeah. You know, I'm giving you what I know, but but also <laughs> understanding the uphill battle of what you were trying to do. I mean, you you when yeah. you describe what you wanted to do, you know, someone who'd been in the business for as long as I had, I'm like they have wonderful ambition, but a lot of times, you know, budget doesn't equal ambition and 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 when you're starting out, budget fixes problems. You know, you can spend your way around problems. And I knew you guys didn't have a huge budget. So I was happy to lend a little bit of wisdom that I could give you. But in, in the back of my head, I'm going, this is never going to work. You know, and well, then that's
1: where my 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 budget came in, you know, champ car or Champ car had their budget. Then Bill had his own budget. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, we were able to spend our way around that. Let me tell you that just finding the right stuff. Right. Even for Polly, just finding out what works just took so much time and effort. We'd, we'd get companies telling us, oh, yeah, this will do everything you wanted to do. And I paid an obscene amount of money for something. <laughs> and it would fail. Like, it would work on Friday. And then Saturday, race day, you know, you plug everything in, stand there, and say, so how's the race going for you? And Polly's like, dude, we can't hear you. you mm-hmm. know, It was uh, just so cool. It was, we it had was very challenging. To, yeah, and then we still had problems with some of the, you know, poly software and such. And ultimately, yeah. we we sorted or you sorted it out. And it's just like, wow, this is pretty damn good. It's just so much work. Yeah, that's the hard part.
3: Yeah, yeah. He had his problems, and I had mine. We were just kind of sorting through that, while at the same time trying to evaluate the possibility viability of broadcasting from track to track to track. We'd never been there. We didn't know right. what was gonna happen when we set up our stuff. Um, when we put, you know, two or three car cameras in there and a couple two, three track cameras up. What's gonna happen when when everybody gets going and everybody turns on their phones and right. And so we had no no idea. So that, well, that there was a lot of there was
1: a lot going on there. <laughs> we we were we had a we had a deal with a company. That was doing our hosting for us, and then um, they were track video specific, and they helped us a ton. Um, but then, just one day, they decided we're not going to do this anymore, and left us in a in a <laughs> like, what are we going to do? You know, it's like, holy crap, we got a race in two weeks. What what am I going to do? And all, luckily, YouTube was available. And right, YouTube at that time allowed us to basically set up a ton of little channels separate channels and we could send them to to you all the cameras at the time i'd moved from i think one or two gopros to uh cell phones basically yeah and we put cell phone i bought a whole bunch of cell phones and put them in race cars sometimes that worked sometimes it didn't right um the picture quality was just the worst. I mean, it was it go in and out, and just crap. I mean, they were just not good. But, but and, and um, it did what we wanted to do, and yeah. we just sent everything to YouTube. Up until somebody decided to go shoot up somewhere with a, a GoPro going live, and YouTube, I think that week, shut everything down. You could no yeah. longer do live streams to YouTube like with your account on a mobile device. Um, and then we had to come up. I think, oh, it was Road America, wasn't it? We were at Road America and that happened. Um, we went to turn everything on and nothing worked. And right. so we tried it with, uh, I had to basically get another RTMP server. And that, that made it happen. Yeah. But Well, and the uh, funny part is was I, just when,
0: when I last talked to you, I'd, I'd had that, you know, there was a brief conversation or a couple conversations. And I thought to myself, this, this is never going to work. And then you were here for a race at Fontana. And, you know, I saw you were coming. I said, hey, maybe I'll stop out for the weekend just to say hi, because we never met face to face. And that was the first time I actually went and looked at the YouTube channel to see what you were actually doing. And I went from, oh, this will never work. to These guys really kind of got it together. And I was really happily surprised at the the level of and I'm sure that was years after our first conversation. You had time to perfect it or, or, you know, all of that. Uh, But I was like, wow, these 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 guys have figured it out.
1: Yeah, it's it's taken a lot, and Paul being, you know, the pro, the producer, um, you know, the the what, what's the lead um, director announcer guy? Dire- oh, or director, play by play, every everything, host, host. Yeah, yeah, host, and and just, you know, he sits there for you know twelve hours, telling us to sh- shut up, <laughs> giving the play by play, telling us we're wrong. So, Paul,
0: yeah. Paul, are you no, at home for all of this?
2: First. Or at a, at a studio location?
0: Or do, you, no. or do you do this from the racetrack at
3: all? Uh, occasionally, I'm at the track. Typically, I'm I'm here at my home studio. Okay. So, it just depends on the situation. Cool. Um, yeah.
1: So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, sometimes, yeah. sometimes I'm able to go to the track. We let him out every now and then. Every now and then? It's difficult sometimes because you've got to take the feeds from... You know i think what's the most we've ever done what 15 cars i think it was a absolute ton of cars um and then all the track cameras and everything and put you know you have to take those take them all ingest them right and then send them out to the world to see and you just can't do that from a you know a dsl line right and and tracks aren't known for having their bet you know for the best internet i mean right you know and and one month or one year everything's brilliant there. And you go back, Coda, you go back there and everything's the worst <laughs> ever. Or you don't they don't give you access that they gave you last year because some IMSA guy tore up no I'm sorry, not MSA. Some whoever, uh sanctioning body tore up everything. Right. And then Paul, you know, and then I, I get there and then Paulie's gotta figure out what to do when we can't do something. And right.
3: he's brilliant at that. Cool. So the biggest uh the biggest show we ever did, the most significant in my mind, was when the first time we showed up at Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in the pagoda. <laughs> yeah, that's gotta be the I'm, coolest thing in the world. Two ten hour races. I broadcast the entire thing over the public Wi Fi.
1: God, that was the the worst because we were told we'd have a wired connection and we get there. No, you gotta pay for that or something or another. That was the problem. Yeah.
3: It's one yeah. of the a la carte's and this is the kind of thing you run into when you're trying to broadcast from the track, right? You, you don't know when, when I'm here, I know what I've got, and you know, it's sure. pretty straightforward. It's the same routine. When you go there, you've unplugged all your gear and you're plugging all this stuff back in again, trying to set it all up, hoping it's all going to work. And it could be stressful, especially on a show of that magnitude. That was our biggest show ever. Yeah.
1: And nah, when the boss so is saying, I don't, right. I don't want any screw ups the whole time. I don't want any screw ups. W- the world's going to be watching this. <laughs> the pressure he put on us was just insane. And then, you know, <laughs> Dot comes in with the, uh, with Doug Bowles, you know, the manager, the track manager of, uh, which isn't just a track manager. He's right, the, it's, the big guy right. at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, and they're watching us. They're looking to see what we're doing. They, you know, they don't want their track or or their events to look bad to the sure. world, and they don't know what to expect from Champ Car.
3: By that time, we were pretty well practiced, and you know, we were. You're always looking for things to improve, and you're always trying new things. But we had a we had it pretty strong, you know, show by that time. So sure. we we Except we knew how to for roll the little lane. punches and stuff. Well. We had a, we had a really funny thing happen down in the pits with communicating to Bill, and <laughs> that will never be forgotten. That was funny, but uh, that for anyway. you it was, I, it, was, <laughs> it was. It was. It was. I gave was Tiffany great. a
1: radio so we could communicate back and forth, and Tiffany would just hold up the radio without pressing the button and talk to it. I'm like, press a button, and she'd just hold it up, and, or she'd press it and let go, and oh, just you know. That's
3: good. Just, stuff. <sighs> Bill was Bill was so mad, and he's doing. Uh, he, he, Bill is trying to communicate to her by like, uh, what is that game you play where you just make signs? Charades. With your oh, charades. charades!
1: Yes, and uh, and Doc is making. Fun Doc of me and I the whole time. are laughing
3: so hard and just enjoying every moment of it, uh, not being start. helpful at all.
1: We're gonna have to do uh, a whole yeah, podcast, he-
0: Paul, where you just tell Bill stories.
1: Oh God, there's a lot of those
0: And then we keep the microphone, oh, his shoot. microphone off. But just watch his face. It's let's do like the I have so
3: much footage. Roast Bill, the roast Bill Strong episode. the The last one of the last ones that was really good was the driver's interview after a race, and the microphone was off the entire time. There's absolutely zero audio. It's just him talking, and so I began to ad lib what the conversation was. To a point where I just got tired of it. You know, I was embarrassing uh, myself, along with the whole show, and I just quit doing it.
0: That's funny. So, Bill, did yeah, you- Yeah, uh, okay. I have an issue with sound. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I'm learning that. Every episode we have, I'm learning this more and more. So, did you have something in particular that you wanted us to talk about? Because I just started talking and we went, but is there oh, something- no, no, that
1: was good, actually. That's kind of where we were headed. Oh, okay, we were okay. All, all, yeah, Paul does- you know, Paul does all of our video editing. Yeah, I mean, it just, well, except for the bad ones. That's those are the ones I do. Right. But I, I try to, I, I see how he does things. I try to emulate it and I just fail miserably, but yeah, Paul just, he just released one today. We did a, uh, we're doing a whole ad campaign, be like Ed. Um, and Paulie did, uh, the video up for that, which we put up on our, our YouTube channel and Facebook, sure. uh, and, uh, whatever the other socials are. And, I was just blown away. I mean, he took what, and I told him this this morning, I was, he said, I sent him some really good video or whatever, but I got home and I I re-looked at the video and I'm like, oh my God, there is absolutely nothing here. I, I, (laughs) you know, it's that freak out moment and Paulie turned it into magic, man. It's like, it's pretty good
0: so is there anything that y'all have planned y'all I just slipped back to my time in Atlanta is there anything that you have planned for the season that
1: people would be like
0: exp- surprised to see is there any new features on Champ Car Live this year
1: uh, the virtual one where you're wearing the 3D glasses and they're floating above the cars have we talked about that yet Paul <laughs> 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 heck we're still trying to perfect what we do normally every <laughs> weekend to try to keep it yeah no. it's difficult yeah, this, cool. year is gonna think...
3: be, oh, this year is going to be a little more challenging for us than normal because as we have increased the number of events, some of the events overlap into the same yeah. weekend. I've and heard Because about of that, that there's <laughs> going to be – and yet,
1: we want to cover those races with a broadcast. Well, we've been told we have to cover them. There's no we so... want to. The boss said, I want – both races broadcast and he said this like three or four times without a break so so
3: typically what we do is bill goes to the track and does the work of three people to get set up for the show and then i'm at home doing the work of three people to do the show and now wait a second you're telling
1: me you're getting your coffee and get wait a few minutes i'll be there
3: <laughs> Let me get breakfast. Normally, I have to send some. Normally, I would be sending somebody to get me donuts. I have to go oh, get okay. them myself. Oh, okay. Now, what we're gonna we're, we're gonna be at separate tracks, producing our own shows. Um, the quality there, but is not an issue. We're we're not we're not gonna profess the quality of what those shows might be like. <laughs> but those shows will happen to some degree or another.
1: And Mine's gonna so, be better. Mine's gonna be is, better. Trust me. This is gonna be so, audio. So
0: which ones are you sending me to? To your shows or to his shows?
1: <laughs> oh wait, wait. You're you're with me, Brian. You're with me. That's so. No, that's why um, yours is gonna be better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's audio. They don't have to look at us. <laughs> exactly. Well,
0: yeah. No one wants that. No one wants that. That's awesome.
1: No, Paul, Paulie, and Tiffany are going to be at Sebring. Okay. And you and I are going to be at uh, Th- Thunder Thunderhill. Yeah. Yeah, and we may do, and we're going to do video by the way at Thunderhill, so we can do video there. Okay. we've done we've done a show, a live show from there. And the, you got you the cell remember phone tower is like right there.
0: I, I have to leave on Tuesday to get there by Friday, so. Um. God, what
1: is it with Californians <laughs> and their traveling and stuff? <laughs> oh Lord, so but yeah, Paulie, you know it's it's going to be interesting because I think have you done the in car camera? I think you've done them like twice or three times, and a couple of times during a race when you were racing. I said, hey, move this camera over. And then you, yeah, you we, made it look so a bit. It's, just, made it look it's at the gonna ceiling. be
3: uh yeah, it's it's not it's not gonna be easy because you're trying to typically you got, you know, he's often working pretty close up into the time when we go live. It's gotten the only way to not do that is to get there like two hours ahead of time. Yeah. Um to so just um, get things um, set up.
1: Let's 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 re let's review this again. <laughs> three, <laughs> three, three hours. And I'm holding up three fingers. Yeah, at Harris Hill. I was there at six o'clock. Yeah, and it's it's tough, man, because it's you've got well, we're going to have half the cameras. So maybe two hours because yeah. you'll have half so half anyway. the cameras. I'll have the
3: other. Half. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I just That'll yeah, it's fun. not going to be easy because I got to try and set up cameras, which I'm not familiar with doing that much. And then try to hustle back up and and then run the show, too, which is is insane. Yeah. It's it's not so bad to produce the show. It's not <laughs> so bad to call the race. But when you're doing both.
1: Right. Yeah. It just cooks your noodle. There you go, and we've done a couple of races um, where I've handled the the, um, the camera side, and you've done the talking part. And oh, I actually found that more more fun. Yeah, yeah. Except when I forget to turn the sound on, and
0: man, what's you what, just what's that with the you head. and sound? Microphones I'm, do not dude, like Bill. It's not Bill's like fault.
1: It's like they printers don't. Like printers me. and microphones. Oh man, printers and microphones just do uh, me. So, but yeah, it's um, it it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what we can do the rest of the year. um cool. and yeah, I'm pretty certain it, we can it'll be doing, fun. Yeah, it'll yeah. be fun. All right,
0: so Bill, if we don't wrap this up, we're going to have like a three hour podcast here, which is fine, I guess. Oh, shoot.
1: Yeah. 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 We're already. Well, I told you, Paulie's a really interesting guy. He's. Paulie he was like, um,
0: we're going to be done in three minutes. It's been 39 minutes, Paul. <laughs> 39 minutes we've done this. Yeah. Don't, don't you know, underestimate he's a, yourself. He's,
1: he's the star of Champ Car. A lot of people don't realize that. And I know he gets really upset when people say, Bill, that's a great video you've done. And, you know, Paulie's put in like six weeks of, of time. <laughs> And there's been times that when, gets you know, we, me upset. We,
3: but what really, what uh-oh. really cooks me? <laughs> Come on, ass. Now. What hey, really, bring what it. really grinds on me? Bring it. Is <laughs> here's here's what here's the story. Here's what happens. Okay, so I get done. I produce all this amazing. I miss amazing video. I worked so hard on it for like two weeks. I'm killing myself on it, and I get like, you know, I used to do all these little post race recaps. Music, transitions, pictures, video, interviews. I mean, I got it all, the the whole thing, all the audios balanced and gone through all this stuff. 200 views. (laughs) Bill rolls out to a racetrack nobody cares about. There's like 12 people signed up, turns on the camera, does a lap at 730 in the morning, and he gets 780 (laughs) views. What is going on?
0: People don't appreciate People don't brilliance. About what that's about. People don't appreciate brilliance.
3: They don't. They don't. A complete <laughs> a complete adjustment to my perspective is in order. Uh, Apparently I don't have this right.
0: Uh, that's good stuff.
3: <laughs> that's good stuff.
0: Uh, Paul, thank you.
3: <laughs> Thanks for having me, Brian. We'll get it's you funny, back on you know, again. This is, but... gonna
1: get, this is only gonna get twenty views, right? Exactly. Uh, no. This will be our <laughs>
3: Why would they? That's the thing. Why would anybody want to hear me talk again? I talk all weekend long. Uh, they know what I'm going to say. Why would they want to hear me talk again? But um, just thanks do, for having me on. Before we fun. get
0: done, you got to do once for me, just because I'm a fanboy.
3: Talk to me about the edge. Give me, give me a good line here, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we'll sell you the whole seat. You'll only need the edge. Oh, that's so good
1: so good i love it
3: all right there was a guy that uh, used to do this over um we used to have we had an oval track here and they would do the sunday night sunday 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 oh great lakes dragway bearfield raceway we'll sell you the whole seat you'll only need the edge. Uh, it's too you know, good that kind of stuff and it was just uh i was talking to bill about that one day and he said oh you got to do that that'd be funny i said but there's no edge in podcast no so seat <laughs> <It's too laughs> oh, you gotta do it anyway <laughs>
1: doesn't, doesn't matter
0: oh wow, well, we did that too long i ran out of my music all right when we come back we're gonna take a look at what's coming up next week i guess that would be this week uh once this thing comes on the air we'll talk about ncm motorsports park next on inside champ car
3: Inside Champ Car is a podcast that takes a deep dive into all things going on with the Champ Car Endurance Series, hosted by veteran journalist, radio host, and racer Brian Belansky and Champ Car's very own Bill Strong, we talk to drivers, team bosses, tech gurus, and series supporters. Episodes air every week in time for you to listen on your way to the track. Inside Champ Car is on the Racing Wire podcast network found on Apple, Spotify, Google, and most popular podcasting apps.
0: All right, we're back on Inside Champ Car. He is... Strong. I'm Brian Bolansky. What a great cover! Paul's a good guy. I mean, I, did, I, I knew he yeah. was, but I mean, I, I had never had he, a long conversation he, with him.
1: He even does his own commercials after uh, his talk on it, which is
0: always awesome. <laughs> even better. <laughs> even better. All right, so we got to do this quick because we went really long yeah. with Paul.
1: So, oh yeah, yeah up- he. He had not had much. He didn't have much to say. So we're at i I'm actually already in Bowling Green, Kentucky, sitting here in the hotel room waiting to start up our race on Saturday at NCM Motorsports Park. Um, they had a tornado hit there, uh, I believe, last year. And uh, the track is a little or the facilities are a little bit damaged. So we're going to be we can't do a live show there because they just don't have the infrastructure for it right now as they rebuild the buildings. Right um but we're going to be in a tent but i'm just going to be there talking to f- folks and maybe get a few interviews and then do a uh do a lot of pictures i've been using my cameras actually i got some uh, published this weekend which is kind of cool cool where um but uh uh mustang muscle magazine nice. so uh, cool yep yep posted up the link to the articles on uh on our youtube or facebook channels and very cool and uh yeah i thought that was pretty cool hey uh so yeah we have a lot of cars coming there uh 901 motorsports is going to be there with their uh with their car they've actually done quite well the past uh, four races uh, if they haven't wrecked the car they've done really well um blue shells will be there. brew crew will be have their two uh e30s there and they've actually been pretty darn strong they have found a uh um, some power in those cars. Cone Crushers are always at the top. Uh, they can win that race with that Porsche 944. Leviathan Motorsports, always the, uh, the crowd favorite with their MR2, or maybe it's just me, uh, <laughs> but, you know, an MR2 has won this event, <clears throat> mine, and um, it's uh, Leviathan's actually doing quite well this year with that car. They've uh, upped their driving game and are kick- kicking butt. RVA Graphics and Raps National Champion there a few years ago, they're always, uh, as Paulie puts it, the perennial favorite, um uh three racings there with their BMWs uh and Whitnaur Motorsports, with their mini, but my pick for the race. Yeah guess what it is? It is the nineteen eighty-four Volkswagen Rabbit of Rabbit Racing. If the Greensboro, North Carolina Police Department back in nineteen eighty could use a Volkswagen rabbit for a police car, guess what? That could win <laughs> NCM.
0: <laughs> I love it i love it
1: cool (laughs) all right anything else we should know before we head it out no just um you know we put out the uh the uh an email to all the members about the petitions uh for next year's rule book um they're up for public review please go to uh you know check your emails or you can go to the forum under the board of directors uh uh forum there and click the link and go send us your uh Send us what you think about them. If you don't like them, put it down. If you like it, great. Put that down as well. Unfortunately, you have to be a full member paid up to do it, and uh, we will vet them before they're submitted to the board. Cool, But, uh, But, yeah, it's cool.
0: All right. That's going to do it, Bill, for another episode of Inside Champ Car. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any episodes. We're also on YouTube now. That's pretty cool. It would also be great if you would share it on all of your social media channels. You can comment on the Champ Car Facebook page. Uh, you can also, leave, especially if it's a good comment. It's not a good comment. Don't worry about. It. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, we have a new I'm episode. Still here, Bill. I know. <laughs> What's wrong with Bill's microphone? Uh, if we have any, uh, we have a new episode every week. He is Bill Strong. I'm Brian Bolanski, and you are listening to the Racing Wire Podcast Network.